Hello, and welcome to Unsheathed with your hosts, Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs. Hi, and welcome to Unsheathed Presents number five. We have for your listening pleasure a story by K.M. Hirosaki, read by the author, with additional voices by yours truly. As with all of the stories we present on our podcast, this story has a lot of adult material, uh, fairly drenched in adult material, actually. It's very full of explicit descriptions of male-male sexual activity, so if that sort of thing bothers you, then you should probably stop listening now. So, yeah, I am going to be reading my story, uh, Hot and Fresh, Right to Your Door, Guaranteed. It is perhaps the adultest of my adult stories. And uh, as a bit of a little, you know, humorous note, uh, this story is several years old, um, but I think it still holds up. Um, When I first wrote it, I was almost too embarrassed to post it online. I looked at what I had written and... I was actually talking to Kyle, and I said, I don't know if I want other people to read this, because it is very porny. But uh, he convinced me to just go ahead and do it. And now you're reading it out loud for an audience of many. Yes, exactly. I was going to say, I'm glad it it actually went on to be what I think is still one of my most popular stories, which I don't know how I feel about that, where I write these big, deep, emotional reflection pieces, and then I have my, you know... (laughs) my smutty little story from way back when that people still like but if people still like it hey and i don't know why i should be embarrassed by it i mean i write about gay animal people having sex all the time you do and so without further ado here we go you might think of this one as an oldie but goodie i hope kane looked over at the clock for what felt like the 87th time in the last five minutes eight nineteen. He'd called for his pizza at 7.37, which meant that the delivery boy was 12 minutes late. The coyote's stomach rumbled and his impatience grew. It wasn't like he had any other places to go on a Tuesday night, but he still expected timely service. He tried to remember what Papa Angelo's company policy was when it came to deliveries being late. Did he get his whole order free, or just a free pizza with his next order? It had been a long time since he'd had to worry about that, but now, as he channel-surfed and tried to endure his hunger, it was suddenly a lot more relevant. He could call the store to see what the hang-up was, but they'd probably just say, it's on the way, and then he'd still be stuck waiting all the same. 8.19 turned into 8.20, and Kane fidgeted with the remote control to his TV some more. Fuck, nothing good was even on tonight. The sooner he got to eat his dinner, the sooner he could take off and find some fun outside. Maybe he'd grab a brew down at Kingsley's. Tuesday night was karaoke night, but it was also $2 something or other. Whatever it was, he started trying to calculate how much extra he'd be able to drink if his pizza did turn out to be free. The coyote's ears perked up when he heard the ding-dong of his doorbell, and he had to resist the urge to yip as he sprung to his feet. Fucking finally. He double-timed it to the door panting in anticipation as he shuffled his feet across the hardwood floor. The pain of waiting was all gone now, replaced with an almost giddy sense of preemptive satisfaction. You're late, Kane said at the same moment that he swung the door open. Standing there on his doorstep was the delivery boy, 
a shortish red fox who was still all smiles, despite the reprimand, with a steaming hot pizza box in hand. His black furred ears poked up through the holes in his medium blue ball cap that bore the red and white Papa Angelo's insignia, and that hat matched the fox's jacket, an iridescent, waist-length, faggy little windbreaker. The fox's tail kept popping into view to either side of his body as he wagged it back and forth. All in all, he didn't seem to be concerned that he was almost fifteen minutes late with his delivery. Also, he didn't seem to be concerned that he wasn't wearing any pants, either. For some reason that Kane was far too flabbergasted to even try to discern, the fox on his doorstep had nothing on beneath his jacket, aside from a pair of white tennis shoes. Other than that, his sheath and ass were just out there for the whole world to see, and while there probably weren't too many people watching Kane's front patio on a Tuesday night, it was at least 25 feet from the door to where the fox's car was parked. Having a uniform jacket that was specifically designed to reflect light couldn't have helped in keeping him from being obvious, as he'd scampered up the driveway. "'Large meat supreme?' the fox said, voice devoid of guile. Kane blinked, and then, with his wits returning, he poked his head out past the door, looking over the fox's shoulder to see if there was a film crew, or maybe a group of his friends, parked out on his front lawn, watching and giggling in secret." Seeing nothing but the empty suburban neighborhood, the coyote was distracted anew at the sight of the half-naked fox, and that cute, exposed little sheath was making his own stir pretty quickly. All right, you, Kane said, clapping a paw on the fox's shoulder. Inside. With that, he tugged the fox in past the entryway, the sound of the door slamming drowning out the fox's yip. Now that the pantsless delivery boy was away from prying eyes, the coyote could safely keep all of the prying for himself. You're late, he said again, taking the pizza box from the fox's unsteady paws. Sorry about that, mister, the fox said, and it was obvious that he was trying to fold his ears down, though the cap he was wearing wouldn't let him. I know that I was running a few minutes behind and all, and so I thought that, well, maybe I could make it up to you. Kane's muzzle broke into a grin. So that was his game, was it? You're pretty brave, Foxy, the coyote said, setting the pizza down on the end of the table before he quickly spun around and slammed the little fox face first into the wall, bearing against his shoulders. Are you sure you really know what you're getting into, though? The fox yipped and squirmed, struggling against Kane's weight. It was a futile effort, though. Kane was just about a full foot taller, and the coyote wasn't in bad shape. Please, the vulpine huffed out. I thought, I thought maybe you'd just like what you saw. Oh, I do like what I see, Kane replied, taking one of the fox's exposed ears into his mouth. He nibbled and sucked on it, rubbing his tongue over the fuzz, and that made the fox writhe even more. Kane liked how that felt, and he liked how it made the fox's bare bottom rub and press against the front of the coyote's pants. Do you like what you feel? The larger Kane had murmured, giving his bulging sheath a push against the base of the fox's tail. Again the fox yipped, bracing his little hands against Kane's wall as he tried to get as much leverage as possible, doubtlessly realizing that it wasn't ever going to be enough. It doesn't feel like you're being very nice. The fox responded, his voice coming out through his teeth as he clenched and gritted his muzzle. "'Well, you shouldn't have kept me waiting now, should you?' the coyote said, biting the fox's ear again. His teeth tugged on that furry triangle, 
putting enough force behind the pole to milk another yip out of the trapped vulpine. Pleased with himself, Kane added, It's not nice to keep lonely guys like me waiting an extra 20 minutes for their pizza. It wasn't 20 minutes, the fox protested. Kane hooked one of his feet in between the foxes and forced those skinny legs further apart. The coyote then released one hand from the smaller caned shoulder, crossing his other arm over to bear to cross the middle of the fox's back, while his free hand went about undoing his jeans. He wasn't really at the right angle to check the clock on the wall, nor was he really in the mood to check, anyway. Kane sighed with relief as he got his pants open, fishing his cock out of the opening in his boxers. More relief, and an additional surge of arousal welled up in him as he nestled his hardest in between the fox's furred cheeks. God, that felt nice. He gave a push, and the fox's squirming made for an even nicer sensation. All right, the fox sputtered. Let me go, and I'll go down on you, okay? I promise. Let me just suck your dick, please? Oh, he was cute when he begged. The coyote brought both of his hands back into place, propped the fox into a firmly braced position against the wall. My, but it helped that he was a little thing. Grinding his stiff cock into the cleft of the fox's rear, Kane just clicked his tongue and shook his head. Afraid I can't do that, he said. You should have thought of that before you came to my door with your bare ass already like this. One of Kane's hands slid down the fox's side, rubbing over the smooth fabric of his windbreaker before settling on his hip. The coyote then pulled his hips back, letting his stiff member lift up so that he could position it under the fox's tail. For a few seconds, Kane rocked back and forth just enough so that his leaky, leaky tip could rub around, smearing his slick juices around the tight bud of the vulpine's entrance. I'll try to make sure you like it, okay? Kane said into the fox's ear. The fox whined at those words, trying again to wriggle himself out of position, but again to no avail. But I got a really nice muscle, though he offered, his arms visibly trembling as they held his weight against the wall. And my tongue has seen a lot of practice. Kane chuckled at the fox's attempts at dissuasion. See, but if you're that much of a little slut, Foxy, then I think what I want's under your tail, he said. And I did say I'd try to make you like it, so just try and relax, okay? With that, the coyote slid his hand down to give the fox a preliminary reach-around, and he relished the sound that the fox made when he cupped around that warm, full sheath. Feels like you're kind of enjoying it already, really. Holding his upper lip down over his lower lip, Kane mustered up an extra helping of concentration, and he began to push his tip into the fox's body while simultaneously pulling down his sheath. The coyote got the desired effect. The stealth-styled, unwilling delivery boy moaned softly as his own firming shaft was let out, bit by bit, and his hips arched backwards against the gradually invading cock under his tail. It was hardly possible for Kane to keep from sighing in self-satisfaction at how easily the fox turned into shapeful putty in his paws. Once the head of his cock had breached the fox's tight ring, Kane stopped. He held his hand still, too, leaving the fox's own member half-exposed, and then the coyote took his free hand and used it to stroke the fox on the snout. "'Open your mouth and let me see that talented tongue action of yours,' Kane said to the fox, pressing his fingertips at the side of the fox's lips. The fox was quick to comply, wrapping his lips around the coyote's index and middle fingers, and then he started to slather his tongue around. "'There you go. Get him nice and wet for me.' 
With his other three fingers, Kane held onto the fox's lower jaw, pumping the pair of fingers that the fox was sucking on in and out of his muzzle. The fox made eager whimpering noises, which sounded both pathetic and excited to Kane all at the same time. It was proving a simple task to urge the fox to salivate, the coyote noted, and that intensified his own urges. Kane pulled his fingers free of the delivery boy's mouth, feeling the fur all heavy and dripping with saliva. He reached down with them then, and smeared that spittle all around the outside of the fox's stretched hole, rubbing along the flesh of his own shaft as well. With that done, he lifted his hand back up and forced his fingers right back into that willing muzzle, encountering just a moment's resistance before the fox was sucking away again. Then, as before, the coyote worked the fox's spit down under his tail, and then he reaffirmed his hold on the kid's shoulder. In the same instant that Kane thrust forward a few inches to stuff his cock deeper, he tugged the fox's sheath the rest of the way down, making the vulpine throw his head back and cry out with a mixture of shock and delight. The coyote then gave the little guy a few moments to catch his breath, and then he shoved himself forward again, this time squeezing his fingers around the base of the fox's shaft, where his knot would eventually form, for his next distraction. By now, all but the root of Kane's own length was snugly fit underneath the fox's tail, enveloped by that warm, gripping heat that he so needed. Holding his legs stock still, Kane took his fingers and curled them around the fox's shaft. Pump yourself into my fist the coyote demanded, curling his claws around the fox's collarbone through the sleek fabric of the jacket. The fox drew in a breath, let it out, and then he started to follow with what Kane told him to do, pushing himself forward against the coyote's palm and fingers and sliding back again. Yeah, that's it, little guy, Kane mumbled, feeling the fox sliding back and forth like that. The coyote's hand was getting nice and damp, and as he got the fox more worked up, he started to stroke him back in return. The counter motions of Kane's hand made the fox squirm all the more, creating a very nice sensation indeed from Kane's end of things. With each pass along the fox's member, Kane brought his hand further away, forcing the fox to have to move his hips further forward to reach. To feel the way that the fox was practically riding Kane's cock as a result of all that moving around, there could be no doubt that he was no stranger to getting taken under the tail. A little bit at a time, Kane started to thrust forward on his own, bowing at the knees to make up for the height difference between him and the fox. In addition to forcing a dull moan out of the smaller canid, the larger also stifled a grunt, feeling the beginnings of his own knot starting to hit against the fox's backside. Now that he was fucking the fox outright, Kane didn't need to bait him into moving, and so he took his teasing paw away from the leaky end of the fox's member and brought it down toward the base, finding that someone had already had a nice full knot of his own. Oh, see? Kane purred against the fox's cheek, sliding his fingers over that fleshy bulb. I told you that you'd like it. He gave the fox's shaft a few quick pumps just above the knot, and he was rewarded with an almost violent and quite needy jerking of hips. Yeah, now that's what Kane had been waiting for. Obviously the fox wanted it, and he wanted it pretty bad. And now that he was past the point of being unable to deny it, it wasn't Kane's place to hold back on pounding that cute, cute little butt. The coyote drove away with his hips, bumping against the fox's cushiony rear, feeling the fox brace his weight accordingly so that each thrust got nice and deep. The fox was panting, too, and Kane could see his muzzle dangling open as he let out differing degrees of squeaks and whines as he got fucked. That's when Kane took his hand and slid his fingers down around the fox's smooth knot, squeezing on it without letting up. 
Immediately, the fox started to whimper, his voice growing louder and more strained as Kane kept up the pressure, holding his grip to simulate the snugness of a tie so that the fox could just let his instincts take over. The fox was so adorably helpless as he tried to resist, and his own body's thrashing betrayed his intentions, forcing more friction and stimulation against the most sensitive parts of his body, until his throat finally broke open with a yelp as he started to spray all over Kane's wall. Kane kept right on pounding into the fox throughout that climax, feeling the way that the spurting would punctuate based on how the tip of the coyote's shaft would hit against those warm insides. Yeah, that's a good kid. Kane said, forced to shorten the movements of his own hips, now that his knot had swelled up to the point where it couldn't just slide in and out anymore. He started lifting onto tiptoe at the peak of each drive forward, so that the outer edge of his knot would prod and bump right underneath the fox's tail, adding an extra jolt to his already no-doubt shudder-inducing thrusts. Spent and worn out, the fox was just leaning against the wall now, his arms holding enough support to keep him upright, while his head and upper body just sagged. He was so lovely and vulnerable like that, and Kane knew what he needed to have next. The coyote put both hands on the fox's hips now, and put more force behind his movements, making sure that each time, the bulb of his knot worked towards stretching the fox a little bit more, so that he could push it in. Oh, God, yeah. The fox muttered under his breath. So, Kane had the pretty little vulpine's full support then, did he? It sounded like as much of a vote of confidence as any, and now that the coyote was so close and so ready, he wasn't going to back down and disappoint anybody. Once, twice, three times more, Kane pumped under the fox's tail, and on that final push, the coyote's knot forced its way past the tight little opening of the fox's behind, sinking in with the full force of his weight, before the larger Kane had swallowed back what would have been a howl. Again and again, Kane felt his shaft twitch and surge, emptying his seed into the willing little foxy's body, each spurt making him feel like a million bucks as that warm, cozy sensation washed over his entire member. Both fox and coyote took nearly a full minute in catching their breath. Kane looked up and squinted over at the clock. 8.26. Damn. Felt like it had been a lot longer. Jeez, Kane, the fox murmured. You didn't have to tie with me, you know. Kane chuckled. Aw, oh, come on. You were begging me for it, Dev. He patted the fox on the rump with one hand. I have to get back to work, Dev yipped back. You owe me dinner tomorrow night now. Can't I just owe you another fuck? Kane teased, kissing the fox on the cheek. Dev chuckled and reached back to playfully push the coyote's snout away. Nice try. I'm going to lose out on tips now that I'm going to be stuck to your dick for the next 15 minutes. You owe me dinner. The coyote leaned his head up so that he could nibble on the tips of Deb's ears, making the fox giggle and squirm in protest. You owe me dinner too, what with your being late and all. Hey, unlike some people, I'm actually working tonight, Dev replied. In my real orders, which take precedence, we're on the other side of town. Dev was always so cute when he was playing petulant. The pizza's still free, Kane countered. It's been over 30 minutes. The fox snorted another laugh. Welcome to 15 years ago, Kane, he said. Seriously, when was the last time you heard of a pizza place that still held on to that old 30-minute rule? This time, the fox gave a tug with his own hips. Besides, the pizza was going to be free anyway, silly. Gotta make sure my coyote eats. I still can't believe you came to my door half-naked, Kane said shaking his head as he laughed off his boyfriend's teasing. What was that all about, anyway? 
This is what that was all about. Dev laughed, once more wiggling his butt a bit. I figured since I was running late, I'd at least make my dropping by worth it. If I'd known you were going to jam your knot in me, though, I would have put more effort into begging to suck your dick. Kane couldn't help but smirk. That wouldn't have helped, sweetheart. He said, clicking his tongue. Would have just made me want to fuck you even more. Like you need any help with that. You still owe me dinner, I'm serious. Fine. Dinner tomorrow night. Kane conceded. At gusto? At gusto. Kane replied, shaking his head before nuzzling down at the fox's cheek again. Sheesh, you drive a hard bargain. Dev flicked his tail against the coyote's hips a few times. I'm worth it, he said. Besides, it'll be the only thing that'll let me live down the shame of telling the manager the old I-got-lost-in-some-apartment-complex lie. Speaking of which, when do you get off tonight? Kane asked. Dev tapped his sneaker against the wall. About two minutes ago? Bitch. Kane giggled. Seriously, what time are they letting you out tonight? The fox hummed and thought. Well, we close at 10.30 and then figure about another half hour for me to help close. You do have your pants in your car, right? The coyote asked, and the fox nodded. Feel like meeting me down at Kingsley's after your shift? That is, if you've got enough in the way of tips, of course, sweetheart. Yeah, that sounds all right, but only if I get to spend the night at your place. Dev responded. And isn't it like two dollars something or others tonight? <laughs> something like that. Kane replied, snugging his arms down around his fox's chest, hugging him through that faggy little jacket of his. The coyote wouldn't put up with his brand of sass from anyone else. Kane checked the clock again. 8.29. That pizza was probably getting kind of cold by now. He could always reheat it, though. More importantly, though, Dev was going to have to have some explaining to do by the time he got himself back to the store. Still, it was only a Tuesday, and the store couldn't be that busy. And besides, the fox had been asking for it.